which number cast is this? Well, this is episode four of the Kennedy Street Recovery Podcast. Amazing. That's amazing. Comrades listening, I'm Deli. All right, Deli. Um, hello, lovely humans. Uh, my name is Emma. Oh no, I was supposed to say hello, gang, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it up from the beginning. You can say hello, right. I'm here too, and I'm Emma. That's funny. Hello, beautiful people. This is me, Claire. Um, we're practicing our new introductions, and also whilst I'm here. I want to say a big thank you to Platform Nine. Yes. Yeah. Who have kindly allowed us to to use the venue to do this wonderful recording, which we do under our umbrella of Kennedy Street Recovery Charity. Mm-hmm. They always have lovely coffee. They do have lovely. They, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. They have lovely everything. They really, really do. We're determined to move in here, aren't we? Well, we're once again in the snug, um, and it's just such a lovely space. And and Emma just pointed out that. That wall, I am gesturing to my left, is a chalkboard. So we can write stuff on that next time around. I'm excited. I think they should rename it Cloud Nine. I think it would be a better name. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I think that most people should do what I say, but, you know, yeah. I, I think is we should so? suggest. I know. It, I think it's strange all... to think, isn't, isn't it? Isn't already a Cloud Nine? Oh, is there? Brand. No, that's, isn't that cake? Nom nom. I think that's cakes. Oh, how quickly we've come round to food today, I know, ladies. I really did come take on. Long. Can we can we reel back a bit? I was going to ask you, oh so cleverly, what's been happening since we last made a recording? There is a kind of food related link here. Let's uh, see how long it takes to get to it. Yeah. We've yeah. been doing all sorts really. We have it. We've been busy bees, I would say. Really, really busy. Well, we had a very wonderful adventure. To Parliament, Delhi. We did. We went to Parliament and everything. We put on our best frocks and we a bit did. of lippy. Did. did you put on your best behaviour? No. Yeah. Okay. We, I, I think Can't we all everything. tried. We did all try. Come on, Emma. Yeah. Okay. I I did get told off in the Houses of Parliament for for. I got asked to step away from the scones really more than anything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, it wasn't very long. They, long. they had such cute snacks. They had like the most amazing like tiny tiny cakes and you know as as uh, somebody who can't take or eat one biscuit i had made myself a magnificent plate of cakes <laughs> and platter. scones yeah it was a bit of a platter not gonna lie well, they were only little. yeah but the, the event was starting but i of course in that kind of manner of uh, an alcoholic addict was a bit kind of like don't i need more i just need more i just want to yeah. load my plate so up a nice lady asked me if i'd like some um if i'd like some help with my scone my scones <laughs> it was um, funny i actually caught this woman sort of trying to manhandle emma away from the scone table oh dear yeah it was funny brave woman yeah, yeah. you can't take us anywhere really can you? but we did plan the the, the snacks because we yeah. read on the invitation 
on the train on the way there we were all getting very excited even on route to be yeah. fair we had snacks on the train as well yeah, we, did. We, we, did. we really really there did we had rainbow what were they rainbow caterpillars they were no, amazing they were, i think they were rainbow farm animals from marks and spencer so good there was also fruit for the people who aren't e- eating sugar but yeah that yeah. was kind of them so did yeah. you did you just go up there for the snacks or was there another reason hint oh, hint okay. <laughs> <laughs> why did we go yeah why did who invited you you said you had an invite let's start there who invited you um well the invite was um for an aa sort of convention it was um like an open meeting being hosted by the ever so wonderful dan carden mp who was a lovely man a very lovely man yeah so there were various speakers um the wonderful Sarah Flowers, yeah, who is a friend Sarah. of our, the podcast. We hope to have her uh, here before we too We are going to... was talking and she did spoke a lot about the way in which um, the fellowships are perceived within the medical profession and mm-hmm. how she started off not really knowing what it was, but, you know, like kind of got involved so she could... T- direct her patients towards people and there was another very nice man who gave a lot of statistics i can tell you his name oh yeah go on then his name is jason mahoney yes he was a he he was very good and he's a doctor no he is the health and well-being program lead officer for health improvement and disparities and and what i remember from what he said Mm -hmm. which probably it was that alcohol-related deaths have increased, I think, since the pandemic, so since 2020, more than um, deaths of cancer, heart disease or diabetes, which have all kind of got stable. So, And that's alcohol-related deaths. That's not even alcohol and drug-related deaths. Do you know what I mean? So it's a pretty serious thing that's going... You know, it is... I mean, we were just looking at the... Uh, some of the the Cochrane report was it? Uh, no, it was the re- there's a report uh, on the government website about uh, about the monitoring of alcohol consumption consumption and harm during the pandemic, um, which you know as we know some uh, lots of services the fellowships lots of things got shut down. Obviously the the fellowships definitely went on to Zoom very quickly. Mm. Um, I mean it and the, it ends by saying you know that before. Before the pandemic, there was already increases in alcohol-related hospital admissions, but since the pandemic, they have accelerated these trends. And, you know, it's quite damning in terms of the amount of people, you know, people who are dying from alcohol poisoning. I can't... That's quite a stark statistic. And as you say, since it doesn't even mention drugs, that's just alcohol. And I think... I think obviously those are statistics are always I always think they're underestimated. Mm. I mean the fact of the matter is is if they're gathering that sort of data the reality is going to be way 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 worse. worse. Um and obviously you guys know before lockdown um we ran a little project in the community and we get a maximum five calls a week from mm. local people looking for some help some support into recovery. And then lockdown hit, the lovely Kevin started getting invited to do interviews with the likes of, you know, this morning and breakfast breakfast news and stuff yeah. like that mm. to talk about this these facts. 
um, and our helpline went from five calls a week to over a hundred calls a week some, yeah. some weeks which was quite terrifying for a small charity and, and I think the thing is about these statistics is that they're hospital statistics so that it isn't even people who aren't going to hospital yeah. so I've just found the bit that I it, what it said was that deaths from alcohol poisoning so that's not even liver cirrhosis or anything no. like that that's emergency admissions have increased by 15.4 percent compared to um and they had gone down they had decreased to 4.5 percent between 2018 and 2019 wow and so i they took a turn yeah they definitely took yeah. a turn whilst everybody was in their houses and mm. you know it'd be interesting i don't think they've compiled statistics for 21 to 22 but since everybody's got let out and gone a bit bonkers you know but you know like we've got festivals going on again yeah. gigs going on again you know business i don't know what business people do but they probably do lots of well they probably bad things so is this report this is a publicly available report yeah it's on the government website that's gov.uk website if anybody wants to go and have a look that is the monitoring alcohol consumption and harm during the pandemic report so the thing that we went to kind of was like hosted by dan carden to yeah to let people because there was a couple of chairs from people in aa as well which were great yeah, um and the uh, it was that it is that thing isn't it that uh, that also it's aa's 75th birthday yeah. this year so it was years coming to the uk yeah it was wow. tying all those things in so that to try and get the uh public what's the word that Awareness? oh no because it was it was perception? a yeah perception yeah. of the fellowships raised oh, okay. that we're anonymous but we we yeah. are we are here kind of thing yeah mm. what was the slogan that they used Ellen? yeah oh it was a really good slogan we will get back to you callers what the slogan was yeah have one moment call. so <laughs> apart from scones and the lovely dan carden what else did it consist of that event then was there a lot of um did was it someone just delivering speeches or did you get a chance to interact with with other people there in between scones yes yes there was lots of wonderful people there and there was a lot of fellowship people there who were really interesting to talk to lots of professionals who were in fellowship that also were professionals also oh, that's good. it was a real mixture wasn't it there was mm. there was um some civilians um I, I think it was basically like a an aa awareness meeting yeah and so we're quite used to being in fellowship hearing shares but if you can imagine civilians coming in sitting down and listening to you know top table shares as yes. we would call yes. them and the shares were really good because they weren't they weren't atypical. They, they, you know, they were really interesting people who got interesting jobs, um, who, you know, would do a lot of destigmatizing. If you saw them, mm. you wouldn't think, oh gosh, they look like, you know, what a lot of people's perceptions of mm. what an alcoholic would look like. It was just really interesting. We're used to really those sorts of yeah, yeah. conferences type mm. things. And Dan Carden was wonderful. You know, he he was articulate and humble and, um you know revealed enough of himself to, yeah. to let the other people in the audience know the severity of what he dealt with oh that's brilliant yeah. and i think the other thing about it i mean I, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but he's one of the only MPs who's been public about the fact that they're in recovery. I think he's the only one I've ever heard. Which I is, don't know if any other. I mean, didn't he say that they had a meet? I don't know. They must have meetings meeting actually in, in yeah. Parliament or it's adjoining biz, uh, buildings, I would have thought. I'm not sure. I'm not, I didn't hear that bit. Okay. But you know what, though? He did say, because yeah. I really went out of my way to have a chat with him do you remember yes. Emma I yes. kept saying Emma Emma help me speak to him I want a picture <laughs> what a, so I she did did you, did you get him and get a picture yeah I oh, did brilliant. I did, well I did. Emma went all she bashful was pro- she was proper fangirling I was fangirling well, yeah Emma that. went all bashful and I went and hung out with, by the scones again <laughs> to be fair I went to take his very lovely PA our card so that we could try and get him on the podcast and what we didn't which... realise was that she was like make a famous herself yeah also i'd say also in recovery yeah yeah Um, she's she's recognizable in recovery she was lovely yeah 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 she's like mega mega famous in the podcasting world really yeah so are we going to invite both of them to to be our guests at some point in the future do you think absolutely yeah um her name was Melissa. What was her surname? Says me, who's like, I was fangirling her too. Okay, I've got it now, everyone. Oh, so it on. was called Alcoholics Anonymous, Anonymous but Not Invisible. Boom. I like that. Anonymous but Not Invisible. So it was a presentation hosted by Dan Cardin, MP, the Labour Member of Parliament for Liverpool and Walton, is what oh, it nice. was. Um, and it was the 18th annual presentation and reception of Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't think Dan Carden's been um, hosting it for 18 years, no, though, because he only looked about 10. Yeah, it's such a long-standing Lovely, event, though. though. That's good. That's, yeah. that's good stuff. So apart from you two lovely ladies, who, who else went from Kennedy Street? We had some of our other volunteers. We got the lovely Lucy. Yeah. We had Sarah with us. We had... Um, we like to call her Little Emma. We do. Your curly haired Emma. Yeah. And then we've got Little Emma. She was later than me for the train, everyone. Oh, Just going to say dear. that. Even one of my children was like, oh, there's an Emma that's later than you. I'm really sorry to slate you, Emma, but I w- yeah. it's, it's very rare that I'm yeah. either on time or early, so I'm just going to bask in that. Yeah, Emma's yeah. usually the latest Emma, so we yeah. salute you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. We it was just because I wanted to get nearer to the scones, really. I, I, yeah, you were motivated. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. No. We did continue to call you early Emma for the rest of the day, <laughs> didn't we? That's yeah, nice. but the, the next... The, the next time that we had to do anything, obviously I was late again. Okay, just to make up <laughs> for it. Absolutely. So did everybody enjoy the outing? I think, did one of the volunteers write something up for our, our blog yes. and our website? So yes. people can have a look at that, can't they? Yes, Sarah, Sarah did. It's Sarah did very, that. very good. Yeah, and it's got him. some lovely photos of us in our Sunday best. Yeah. yeah. Looking sensational. In your Sunday best on the Thursday. Look out. I know. Outside <laughs> Parliament, we had to get a random stranger to take a picture of us. Oh, that's cool. It, it took about 10,000 photographs and then started showing her dad how to take photographs. Oh, it was so sweet. It was sweet. Oh, so a lovely day out in the it big was a city. Lovely, do you know what was really lovely, though? We had loads of fun, didn't we? We, we, did, we, we guffawed really a lot. We laughed. Yes. And what was really interesting... On the way there, people were side-eyeing us as if to say, what are they talking about? And then on the way back, we got our Alcoholics Anonymous folders on the table in front of us. And this chap who worked for the railway, who shall remain nameless, was walking past us, spotted our 
um, folders and came back, didn't he? And he went, oh, he said, are you Uncle It's You? Oh, you wasn't with no, us. No, I wasn't with oh, you. Emma, 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 stayed, Emma stayed to have lunch, uh, dinner with the kids. Um, and this chap, um, who was one of the guards, walked past us, saw our Uncle Anonymous folders and went, oh, are you one of them? <laughs> and we went, yeah, we're, we're, we're several of them, we're actually. actually all recovering alcoholics. The whole group. And he went, so am I. Aww, it that was so nice. It was so sweet. And what, what was really interesting was he, he didn't go to Alcoholics Anonymous. So oh, right. he actually stood and talked to us for about half an hour oh, about nice. how he had journeyed into recovery. And and we said to him, obviously we let him talk and tell him, tell us his story. But it was so it was so sweet, mm. and it was so evident that he wanted to talk to somebody. Mm. And, and he said, Do you know something? He said, That's the first time I've ever told anybody my wow. story. Oh, that's so lovely. That's like amazing. Five random strangers. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? That people, I guess, which we've touched on a lot in this podcast and sorry to our listener uh, if we're repeating ourselves but hey ho uh, have you met us it is that thing about fellowship isn't it yeah, about yeah. getting getting amongst people who all of a sudden you're like oh i'm not the only person in the world yeah there's other people who think and feel and do stuff like i do and to be honest I really felt sad for him because yeah, he said to he said obviously when he when he'd been sharing he said you're the first people I've ever told my story to he said apart from my wife he said but she's always telling me to shut up <laughs> so I said, so I gave him one of our cards and I said well, if ever I said do you live in Brighton he said yeah I do so I said well if ever you want to come and join our little mob and come and get some unity and some community. I said, come along, have a cup of tea. Mm. Emma will make oh, your ham nice. sandwich. And one of her super salads. One of her super salads. <laughs> and we can sit and have a chat. And he went, oh, do you know what? I might just do that. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be good. And what was really interesting, there was another boy. <laughs> I mean, we were pretty loud. We, and we were, were loud laughing. on the way there. I know. <laughs> Shocking. But, but it is that thing, that, isn't it, that wherever we go, we are the people who are the loudest and having the most friend, f- fun friends. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Well, it, it's like we're a hen party with the, without the alcohol really or are. the that hen part or the sashes. wedding part. Yeah. yeah. And we get to remember all the fun we had. Yeah. We really do. So go on, you were going to say about the person sitting... So there was a, li- a young boy yeah. further down the carriage who who just kept looking back at us like that as if... And I, f- I felt like I wanted to invite him over because he, he must have kept he kept standing up and sort of going looking back at it's Where's either the party yeah it's either it's either he wanted to talk to us mm. or he wanted us to shut up I couldn't work it out <laughs> fair I had that feeling about most people to be fair <laughs> oh but it was such a wonderful opportunity and it was just really nice to go and experience. You know, 75 years is a long time. It is a long time. How many lives must have been mm. changed, transformed? Yeah. yeah. Millions. Millions. If you think about all of the fellowships that have grown out of AA in those 75 yeah. years, I mean, it's like we've got on the website, yeah. one of the resource pages is actually all the different fellowships that you can get. And we're going to be doing a bit of training next week about different fellowships with um, some of the volunteer coaches. And I was going through it and it, it is because how many fellowships that have come out of that fellowship you know it is unbelievable isn't it you know so i mean we could go through them we could list them aa was the mothership them. and then we had alanon oh, yes. 
Cocaine Anonymous? Well, hang on a minute. So, so there was Alcoholics Anonymous was the that was the big daddy. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that was. A, Can we call it the big mummy? The big mummy. Thanks. Big mummy and daddy. And that was Feminist. the creator. <laughs> the creator. And and then Alanon was for family members that mm. came from the the wife of one of the yeah, Bill, Bill Wilson's w. wife. Bill wasn't it? Oh, sorry, I said his surname. Oh, sorry, Bill. Oh, I'm sure. Rolling in his brain. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Oh, prayer time. Prayer time. <laughs> sorry, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill W. Then. So Bill W. Lois W. Brought us Alanon, and then after that we have. Hundreds of fellowships. But I, I think personally, I think you should tell us a little bit more about how. I mean, whilst we're talking about Alanon, mm. I think we need to know how and why that came about. Do you? Yeah, I think I mentioned in it in our first episode, just in passing, um, that Lois was the wife of Bill W. Um, anyone who's familiar with the Big Book of AA, you know, if you read Bill's story, you can deduce Lois's story. You know, she that looked a lot to Yeah, she accompanied him on all of the adventures and all the ups and downs and all the ridiculous notions in action, the geographicals, the ups, the downs and everything in between. And um, when he got into recovery, I think the story is that, you know, in those times we're aware that they would often bring people into their homes. You know, it would say, bring someone in to dry out and take them all to meetings. Yeah. Um, well, I think the meetings were in their they homes. Were, quite well, often they were, were yeah. The there were fireside meetings, yeah. it would yeah. Because don't yeah. forget, the, very few people had cars. Yeah. Yeah. And and they did a lot of obviously sponsorship via postal sponsorship. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was even called sponsorship for many years. I don't think they'd invented sponsorship, yeah. had they? They just because in even Akron. by um, the time that they did uh, back to basics, it was still called sharing partners, and it wasn't actually called. Yeah. And I think it was. You were going to say it's Akron. No, well, it started in Akron, wasn't it? And then they, so, you know, Lois would have various people in various stages of recovery in in her home. And um, one day she said the polite equivalent of, well, it's all well and good about your lovely um, alcoholics. What about me? And how old is she at him? Fair yes. play. Um, and so pop off, Lewis. Lois, yeah. sorry. Pop off, so Lois. Lois and her her friends, who were, you know, the wives of those men in that immediate circle in Akron at the beginning, realised that, you know, th they were left with nothing to do, other than observe that this recovery process was happening. It it was happening near them, but not to them, mm. as we say. Um, and what could they do for themselves? And and not being in a position, or I guess wanting to reinvent the wheel, they adopted the twelve steps of AA to form Al-Anon for the for themselves to use those steps to acknowledge that they were powerless over alcohol, that their lives had become unmanageable, and to look for how they could make a recovery life for themselves while their their husbands and partners were doing the same um and quite often nowadays you know if you if you speak to alanons in america you will speak to people who are in a direct sponsorship line from the original ladies lois and her sisters who right. who um 
you know, it took root. There are you all often meet. I think I met someone in an online meeting during the pandemic, a lady who'd got forty odd years of recovery wow. in Allen, an amazing lady. It I was it was such an honour to chat to her. Well, I'll see if I can find find some connections for yeah. for those people because they have interesting stories to tell. You know, historically, you know, they lived through wars. Mm. You know, they had they had. Um, the, the Second World War, then they had the Korean War, then they had the Vietnam War. You you know, and you have people up to date, people who've served in Iraq, their partners um, have noticed that there are problems of addiction in people who served um, in the military. So um, I think, you know, Al-Anon has got quite a, an interesting story to tell and, and hopefully, you know, we can share it on here sometime. I would love that. I think it's so important. I really, I mean, obviously we're, we're all about all routes to recovery. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's really, really important. I know for me, my own personal story is I started off um, in family recovery mm. um, first before I actually realised I had a drink, drink or drug problem. Um, and that was what started my journey. And it really was thanks to Al-Anon that my, my life changed. Yeah. I changed. And then I started hearing differently. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, it, you know, I think there's a lot, a lot of great work that Al-Anon does that people don't even know about. Because yeah. I talk a lot to people who are affected by, by somebody else's drinking or drug taking. And they really don't understand no. that, that, that they have... A recovery to make. No, and I mean, the, I mean, the, the other th- exciting thing about Al-Anon is you've got Alateen, yeah, and yes. you've got the amazing adult tr- ch- adult children of alcoholics ACOA, which is got an amazing, amazing stuff. Oh. You know, their laundry list for whether or not you um, qualify for that that fellowship is really worth going mm. and looking at. What um, do you mean with their laundry list? It's kind of like instead of, you know, in order for you to identify yourself, it's like they've got a list of things. If you just Google oh. laundry list, you'll, you'll get it. Somebody okay. sent me some of their um, literature today and they talk a lot about um, being a traumatised child and, you know, the whole thing that either you're either fearful of people or you really want to detach from people, so you feel really lonely mm. as an adult mm. of children, uh, of somebody who was an addict or an alcoholic. But, I mean, in terms of other fellowships, you've got um, Sex Addicts Anonymous, you've yeah. got Co-Anon, co- Cocaine Addicts Addicts Anon. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there are lots and lots. There's, I think there's one for Gamblers Anonymous, oh, you know, yeah. like for any of the fellowships that there are, there is also a um, family, a family yeah. that's yeah. affected by them, which is amazing, really, if you think about yeah. it. And then you, the other thing that's amazing is it, like YouTube. If, the, you know, there's somebody listening who has got an addict or an alcoholic of any kind who and they are the family in whichever way, go to YouTube and, you know, put stuff in. I mean, particularly Mary Pearl. Everyone yeah, really. Mary Pearl, Pearl is Who's actually... She's my power animal. Her and Beyonce, that's all I've got. <laughs> Mary, Mary Pearl, um, who I have had the privilege of being in meetings with i did ask her to sponsor me but she didn't she didn't have have um space for me but um she's well known in the fellowship she was in the military herself is she an alanoma she is an alanon and her uh, jd her husband was in the military and in aa as well. and in aa eventually and um 
you know, on one famous occasion, she tried to drown him in the bath because she thought that would be a good idea. And then she relented and pulled him out of the bath again. Wow. And then dried his hair dried so his he hair. wouldn't get a cold. So he didn't get a cold. Oh, that's so such an al anon. But, but she we also. Spoilers on her story yeah, no, no. You, you, you really, really should listen to her. Listen. So, what we should do in. in, in in mentioning her, maybe we could put a link absolutely please to one do. of her. We'll, honestly, we've got her on speed dial yeah. YouTube wise. Oh, we yeah, can no, get to, yeah. Honestly, no, you her. really, really, really good fifty seven uh, minutes worth of something to do yeah. with your time if you're a bit per- yeah. even if you are an alcoholic addict, yeah. even if you are in it, you know, a, in a substance uh, misuse fellowship, go listen, listen to Mary to Pearl because if you if you don't understand about um, self will and how it can get you into trouble, and you're still struggling with that concept, go listen to Mary Pearl. Yeah. I, I remember the first time, not only like laughing a lot, but being like, Jesus, I'm not that bad, but I yeah. understand a lot now where. Yeah. You know, my self-will, my need to control will get me into trouble. Yeah, it's so powerful. It's it's whilst the alcoholic is in a delusion, so are the family. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's as they are. And I can only speak from my own personal experience. I was as deluded yeah. as my affected other. Yeah. yeah, I mean the other fellowship that people often go to if they have a family member, or I mean also people who have been in substance uh, misuse fellowships and then want to find you know deepen their recovery. I think is is codependence anonymous. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. that is there's a lot of people in there who either had parents or partners yeah. or you know there's a reason why we choose these people, isn't there? Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? I just think it'd be really good. I mean just. Even even the, 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 those simple fellowship names that we've mentioned just in this podcast, if we yeah. could get some, if we could get somebody from Al-Anon, if we could get somebody from CODA, because I know we talk about these acronyms sort of like off the top of our head, but a lot of people don't know what they oh, are. No. That's true. They really don't know. And they don't know the enormousness of the family illness. The family illness is is absolutely crippling mm. and and that's the affected other so that's that's the, you've got the alcoholic yeah. and then you've got the family member the affected other of the alcoholic and it spreads doesn't it it spreads the ripple day. effects yeah. yeah yeah and on on our youtube um whilst we're in lockdown we did interview people from alateen my dad is an alcoholic he was drinking quite actively long before I was born. And I think my mum expected that when I was born, he might uh, become a little bit more of a responsible adult and stop drinking. And of course, that didn't happen. They did get divorced. My mum found Alanon, And around that time, she introduced me to reality. And I say introduced, she told me that I was going to a meeting and that was that. <laughs> what was most amazing about that meeting? And the only thing I remember really was seeing someone from my school there. I was in middle school at the time at 12 years old and it just that that moment of like oh my god there's someone that knows me it made all of this craziness that was going on like oh other people in the world people that I know go through this as well so it, it was also really grounding go on Emma read us the laundry list and tell us tell us what the laundry list is first so what's the laundry list so on? the laundry list is from uh, adult children of alcoholics 
um, and it's the 14 traits of ad an adult child of an alcoholic. So, one, become isolated and afraid of people and authority figures. Two, become we become approval seekers and lost our identity in the process. Three, we were frightened of angry people and any personal criticism. Four, we either became alcoholics, marry them or both, or find another compulsive personality such as a workaholic to fulfil our sick abandonment needs. Five, we live life from the viewpoint of victims and we are attracted by the weaknesses in our love and friendship relationship. Six, we have overdeveloped sense of responsibility and, and it is easier for us to be concerned with others rather than ourselves. This enables us to not look too closely at our own faults. Seven, we get guilt feelings when we stand up for ourselves instead of giving in to others. Eight, we become addicted to excitement. Nine, we confuse love and pity and tend to love people we can pity and rescue. Oh, it's hard reading, really, isn't it, some of this? Um, ten, we have stuffed our feelings from our tra traumatic childhoods and have lost the ability to feel or express our feelings because it hurts so much. Denial. Yeah. Eleven, we judge ourselves harshly and have low, uh, very low sense of self-esteem. Twelve, uh, we are dependent personalities who are terrified of abandonment and will do anything to hold on to a relationship in order to not experience painful abandonment feelings, which we receive from living with sick people who were never there emotionally for us. 13. Alcoholism is a family disease and we become para-alcoholics and took on the characteristics of the disease even though we did not pick up a drink. 14. Para-alcoholics are reactors rather than actors. Yeah. Wow. It's good, isn't it? It is very good. So that is the laundry list for adult children, children of alcoholics. A-C-O-C. Which is a 12-step organisation. Yes. Yeah. It, it, I... I believe it developed from Alateen. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. So if anybody's listening... Some more ripples spreading out into the community yeah. there. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. When you were reading it, I remembered um, we did it when we did the dance course um, and the facilitator mentioned the book and it was called If You're, Le if You're Leaving Me, Can I Come With You? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's every breakup I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't get the memo that them leaving me meant me staying where I was and them going somewhere else oh. um, it is it's it, there's a lot to learn isn't there there, there really is a lot is. to learn and yeah. it all starts with asking for help really yeah Absolutely. even as a family member I think that the, the revelation that I needed help was literally a revelation mm. I, I remember back in those days before Kev got into recovery and before he'd found a solution or got any help this lovely Northern Irish nurse um, saying to me, because Kev was really unwell and he'd collapsed, he'd had a seizure and, and he was in the hospital and I was terrified. And he said to me, he said, you need help. And I was like looking at him perplexed. <laughs> yeah, you're like, talking to me. And I was like, no, I haven't. I mean, obviously at the time I really didn't think I had a drink problem. And he said, no, not because you've got a drink problem. He said, because your husband's an alcoholic. And I was like, why would I need help? I'm I'm helping him. And he said, no, he said, you, you're you an affected family member. He said, you need to go to Al-Anon. And he gave me the Al-Anon number. Mm. And 
and he said, listen, he said, it'll change your life, trust mm, me. Mm. And because he was so kind and gentle and literally sat me down and he wasn't sort of like, it, it wasn't coming over medically. No, it person was, to person. It was person to person. And, and I just thought, oh, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll just go and listen. Mm. And it was the best thing I ever did. Mm. It starts with the listening, doesn't it? Listening and then asking for help, doesn't mm. it? Identification. So if anybody's listening to us yeah. and thinks, actually, you know what? You can either ring our helpline, we'll we'll put you in contact with whatever resources you need to be put in contact with, mm. um, or you can go direct to the fellowships that we've mentioned. Yeah. Because yeah, they're they all, all online. Websites and helplines and things. Don't and they, they all have really lovely people who they are do. giving up their time Freely. for free because they know that there's a solution and that they and it's it saved their life. Yeah. Because mm. you know, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like whether you're an adult child of an alcoholic, a codependent, um, you know, any of these things which don't maybe involve a substance they just involve a person yeah it's like that's still life-threatening you know mm. people want to commit suicide you know I was, I was just sitting here whilst you were talking imagining people who were locked up in lockdown oh. with their alcoholics so do you know what I mean? and it is terrifying it is terrifying my my life if i'd been if i'd been yeah i don't even want to think about that that that's a horrendous thought um and yeah, so so help is just a call or a click away, really. Yeah. If um, if we want to go and seek it, so so do, and you'll find that there is a solution, and there's people who who will help you towards it. Yeah. As we know. Yeah. And and often, you know, I mean, I know the reason why we started our helpline was because twenty four years ago, well, actually, it was twenty six years ago mm. when we started our journey. We really didn't know where to turn. We didn't know where to start. We didn't know who to ask. We'd heard of Alcoholics Anonymous. We didn't think that Kev fitted that that group of people. We asked the doctor. The doctor said he, he needs to just stop drinking. Oh, that's very helpful. Really helpful. But you know what's terrifying? Going back to the Houses of Parliament, right? Sarah, Dr. Sarah Flowers, who's a wonderful lady, she's honestly she's one of the leading lights when it comes to this sort of stuff and champion championing mm. is that the right word championing yeah. yes um, well I don't know what you're going to say champion, yeah. <laughs> championing 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 so she's a consultant addiction psychiatrist okay so she's wonderful but what she also is is she's a great advocate of the 12 steps yeah and she's a she's real like advocate for us um, and during the talk at the Houses of Parliament she was talking about when she was in doctory school or, oh no it's not doctory school it's doctory university I think she had an hour did she say yeah she did she, she said had, in four years in four they had year, one year one hour one hour training about, about, addiction. about yeah. addiction yeah Oh, that is so not reassuring. Don't you think that's terrifying? And you read the end of that report on the government website, and there, and it's kind of like, I didn't, I didn't click on that bit, but what their provision is for all of these things, and you know, and and, you know, drugs as well as alcohol, and it's yeah, yeah, that doctors are only getting. I mean, maybe it's two hours. I think they get more. She did say. She did say that she thinks they get more, maybe four hours now. Yeah. Um, but it's but not much think, more. No, not really. Not if you really. think how much drugs and alcohol and addiction 
and the family illness and all mm. of the other addictions that yeah. there are out there. Yeah, exactly. We haven't How even gone much? into any of the food fellowships. Well, yes. no, that's it. Isn't yeah, it? Uh, you know, gambling, gambling, workaholism. Yeah, which people must die from that for crying oh, out they loud. Must do, must they? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm reading a great book actually at the minute, a really, really, absolute life-changing book if you if you get the chance to get it, by um, a fran a Franciscan monk called Richard Raw, and it's called Breathing Underwater. Right. And it's all about, I mean, obviously it's very monkery. There's a lot of you know like terminology monkery. monkery. There's a lot of monkery Sounds going on. So it's so lovely. Oh, he's amazing, doctor. Uh, not doctor. Um, brother, brother. Brother. Um. Yeah, Richard Raw, breathing underwater. If you're interested in spirituality and the twelve steps, it is so interesting because his take on it. I'm not going to ruin it for the, for the no, listeners. No spoilers. No please. spoilers. But he talks about how. Addiction is a human condition that we all have to varying degrees and how it manifests in different ways in, in dependent on what's happened in our lives, you know, through trauma and childhood experiences and experiences as adults and sensitivities yeah. around neurodiversity. Mm. So it's a really, really interesting read if you if you it's not a, it's not a big book either, so it's oh, nice. quite nice easy. Read. Yeah. Really highly recommend Richard Raw. Nice. Okay. Uh, brother, brother Richard. Thank you. Yeah. And that's the end of the Kennedy Street Podcast book club slot. <laughs> I think we should have a book club I slot. I think we should. Yeah, we can do I that. It would be great. Could we have a TikTok slot so that I can like tell you about my TikToks that I watch? <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got like a three minute. Uh, what's the word? Attention span, and then I'm I'm lost. Okay. So, so that's that's what Richard Rod talks about in the book. Oh, does he? Yeah. How it's all down to our thinking, and that our attention deficit is down to yeah. addictive mindsets. Mm. That we actually can change our mindsets. Well, we Amazing. Can. I mean, you know, it is that thing, isn't it, about whether it's a disease or whether it's trauma or whether it's perhaps both. You know what I mean? It's mm. like, and for some it's one, and for some it's the other, and for some it's both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our outing to, okay. to the Parliament. Thank you. So what Great. else has been going on with Kennedy Street? What's I don't know, but do you reckon that is enough Saturdays? for one episode? And, and then we could do another episode, which might be number five, yeah. about the, what actually goes on at the hubs. I'm going to channel every cop show that I ever watch where the sharp-suited lawyer says, we're done here. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>